Welcome to Truth in the Word with Pastor Jim Newsom. Join us today as we allow the Word of God to be a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. Now here's your host, Pastor Jim Newsom. Yes, good morning. This is Pastor Jim Newsom, and this is Truth in the Word on Biblical News Report Talk Radio. It's the 16th day of December, 2019. We're broadcasting you today from North Central West Virginia. I'm going to continue on today in the book of John, chapter 10, beginning around verse 22, talking about uh, they questioned who he was again, and they tried to arrest him or stop him. Um we talked last time about Jesus being the good shepherd, uh, causing a lot of problems. Once again, him uh, pointing to himself as the Messiah, the only Messiah, the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes into the Father except it be through him. He's uh, He knows his destiny. He knows he's going to lay down his life for the people, for the entirety of the world. And the religious crowd, of course, is threatened by... Uh, the sovereignty and the power of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Before we get into the Word of God today, let us go to prayer. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity one more time to expound your Word, the Word that is the most important Word in the world, the Word that you said, that heaven and earth shall pass away, but by no means will this Word ever pass away. And we thank you, Lord, for the Gospel, the Gospel of truth, the Gospel of glad tidings, the gospel of hope. We pray today that you anoint this broadcast, anoint these words. Lord, let us decrease that you must increase. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. John chapter 10, verse 22. The, uh, let's, go, let's read verse 19 first. Start there. There was a division, therefore, again among the Jews for these sayings. Uh, the fact that he was portraying himself as the good shepherd, the only shepherd, the only door, the only way. I hope we get this point that he is the only way. And many of them said, "He hath a devil." Verse twenty, chapter ten, John. And it is, and he, and is mad. Why hear you him? Why are you even listening to this guy? Others said. These are not the words of him that hath a devil. Can a devil open the eyes of the blind? Can the devil open the eyes of the blind? The Bible declares that uh, Jesus was manifested to destroy the works of the devil. And... He caused controversy, just as he does today. Just as his gospel today causes ripples and and uh, and meanness and persecution, because men, for the most part, uh, don't like light in their lives. They embrace darkness. That's so true. But Jesus said, "I'm the light of the world," and the way of the world, the only truth 
there is in the world. The Bible declares that Pilate stood just a few feet from Christ in Pilate's judgment hall, and he said, what is truth? And he was staring right in the face of the truth. The Bible says the truth of Jesus Christ will set us free. That's his gospel, his word. He sent his word and healed us. The word is also a person. We learned in John 1, in the beginning, was the word, the word was God, and the word was with God. So verse 22, and it was at where Jerusalem, the feast of the dedication, and it was winter. Now, this feast of dedication was uh, that which was appointed by uh, Judas Maccabees uh, to uh, celebrate the cleansing of the temple from a type of the Antichrist called Ananias Ephenius, who the Bible declares, and historians declare, come into the temple and shed swine's blood and set up an image in the temple. We know that was <clears throat> not a thing to do in the temple because uh, we revert back to the law, thou shalt have no other gods before thee, neither shalt thou uh, erect any, any graven image in my stead. The Bible declares that God is a jealous God. He's the only one that deserves total worship. My, my, my. For God is a spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Uh, and this is, uh, uh, is where they get what they call the Festival of Lights or Hanukkah. Verse 23 and Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. 24. Then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, How long dost thou make us doubt? If thou be, a, if thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. Now, I think up to this point, pretty well proven. The Bible says, for the God of this world has blinded the minds of the people that they might not receive the glorious truth of the gospel and believe and be saved. Now, what was blinding this particular group of people was their own religion, was that which they have formed in their minds in uh, uh, what, what we call an exclusive club, a society, so to speak, and they believed that there was nothing above them. And they were blinded by their own religion. The word of God says many will go about to establish their own righteousness, which cannot be done. Because our righteousness, the Bible declares, is but what filthy rags. And, of course, this was a trap. And, uh, uh, you know, they wanted him to say he was the Christ, and they, they would... They would respond as they normally do. This man blasphemes. This man has a devil. On and on and on and on and on. They just they just not, did not receive him as Messiah. They rejected him for the most part. Now there were those that did believe upon the name of the Lord. There are those that uh, their eyes were opened from what they saw, how what he spoke, the words that he spoke, his actions, his miracles, uh, knowing that that he was the Messiah. There was a man called Simeon who the Lord 
that spoke to him, and at the birth of Christ, he held the Christ child in his arms and said, Now I can die, for I have seen the Messiah of Israel and the Messiah of the world. Uh, there were those that sought the true Messiah. See, we have to ask God, Lord, lead me into all of your truth. Now, that, that, that today is, of course, done by the Holy Spirit. For he shall lead us and guide us into all truth all the revelation that we need. He will, he will teach us. He will comfort us. He will go with us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. The Holy Spirit of God. Thank God for the Holy Spirit today. Hmm. Wow. How important it is to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. So how long will you make us doubt? Uh... And like I said, he's already <clears throat> told them, showed them in every uh, uh, way possible that he was the Messiah. They just did. They they just chose to reject him. Choose you this day whom you're going to serve. And once again, I revert, I revert back that they were threatened. See their little world, their world of the temple. Uh, it's not the temple that saves, it's Jesus Christ. It's not your church building that saves, or your organization. It doesn't matter whose name's on the cornerstone of the church because Christ is the chief cornerstone. The Bible declares and warns us about the traditions of men. Once again, going about to establish their own righteousness. See, the church is not a building. The church is an institution. The Bible calls it a divine institution. It's a mystical union, so many using the wedding vows, between God and his church. Jesus purchased the church with his own blood. Upon this rock I shall build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. The Bible declares he's coming back after a church without spot and without wrinkle. We are living in the church Age. The church should be functioning according to the Great Commission. Leadership and men and women who, who are in ministry should be totally subject to the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. We don't have time to go about to establish our own little programs. Well, Grandma and Grandpa did it this way. Well, it doesn't matter how they did it. Love them, respect them, and honor them. But if we sway from the Bible... And the Bible declares we preach another Jesus. That's why we must stick to the word of God, which, by the way, brings pressure, brings brings controversy. We see what what happened here by him telling them that he's the only way, the only uh, the door, that, that he's the good shepherd. Everybody else just hirelings. Aggravated and made him mad. When Stephen, we read in the book of Acts, the first martyr, when he preached being a, a layman, being a what we call a deacon and preached and the Bible declares they got so angry they gnashed on him with their teeth. How crazy is that? I mean we I don't mean to laugh, but my Lord, that, that's crazy. That's the effect that the gospel has on the unbeliever unless they receive, see. It either brings it either brings uh, uh, salvation or animosity. Total disregard for the word of God.
Verse 23. I'm sorry, verse verse 24. Uh, I think we read it already. Okay, let's go to verse 25, sorry. Jesus said to them, I told you, and you believe not. Okay. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. In other words, I am the Son of God. And the witness was spiritual. And it pointed to the Word of God. Isaiah 61 1. For the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. Hmm. This is what Jesus read. When he went back to the temple after the temptation in the wilderness, he picked up the Bible and read this, picked up the scroll of Isaiah and read, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. In other words, they should erect, if, if, they, if they were truly children of God, and God was their father, if they knew the family whatsoever, then they know that Jesus Christ was his son because he bare witness of the God that they claimed to know. It comes a moment of truth. Do we possess what we profess? Do we know him? Verse 26, John 10, 26. But ye believe not, listen now, because ye are not of my sheep. Wow. As I said unto you once again, he talked about being the good shepherd. So about the shepherd or the sheep knowing the shepherd's voice, and obviously they didn't. See, we we are either of God or not of God. There's no in between. There's no neutral. There's no jumping back and forth. The Bible declares it a, a, a double-minded man, woman, boy, girl, unstable in all their ways. Said so you, you you're just not my sheep. You're just not my sheep. And it was their choice. And they made their choice of unbelief. And they had their, their their reasons because, once again, he threatened their hierarchy. Their pride. See, pride, original sin, pride keeps so many from receiving what they need from Christ. Religious pride is the world's worst pride. And the Bible says that pride cometh before a fall. In other words, it is a a, a damnable state of mind. Pride and iniquity was found in the heart of Satan. He sought to to uh, receive God's worship that was only due God. Verse twenty seven. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they. Follow me. Once again, what voices are we listening to? Do we hear the voice of God? And the guideline is the word of God. Search the scriptures for where therein you shall find salvation and they shall speak of me. Even from Genesis to Revelation. Jesus Christ is in the Bible in the Old Testament concealed and the New Testament revealed. 
I give them eternal life, he says. Verse 28. And they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. The Bible says we are sealed with the Holy Ghost power of redemption. Kept by the power of God. For Jesus Christ, sitting by the Father's right hand, forever making intercession for me and for you, and is touched with our infirmities. Always making a way where there is no way, ordering the footsteps of a righteous man, woman, boy, or girl. And all things work to good for those that love him and are called according to his purpose. So I give unto them eternal life, and they shall, listen, never perish. But we're going to die, yeah? Yes, we are. We're going to study about that next chapter, about death and what effect Jesus Christ had and has on death to this day. The Bible declares that because he took dominion and power and overcame the death, death, hell, and the grave for me and for you, that the Bible declares, and the question is asked, death, where is thy sting? And grave, where is thy victory? John 6.27 says this, Labor not for the meat which perisheth, but for that which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath God the Father sealed. And we are sealed with the Holy Ghost power of God. We're sealed. He says, Neither shall any man pluck us out of his hand. Oh, Paul said, I might know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. Listen to that. It's all about Jesus Christ. That's why we do what we do. We are pointing toward the soon coming king, ruler of this world. When all governments and entities and powers are going to come down. And the kings of this world, listen now, shall become the kingdoms of God and his Christ or his anointed one. John John ten twenty nine, my father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. Once again confirming the longevity and the and the guarantee that we have in Christ. This proclaims the power of God that is able to keep all of us until or against that day. Now, he's not uh, influencing people who are making friends. He is, he is uh, um, making the animosity and the hatred for him increase. And he, he knew that. He said, I don't come to bring what unity is. He said, I come to bring a sword. That this gospel at times will divide even families. 
Lovest thou me more than these? He says. For if we are truly of, of, of him, the Bible says, we will forsake that which is not of him. Be whatever it may be. And we will walk away from that which separates us from God. The Bible says that we will lay aside every weight of sin that so easily besets us. See, we have one go around. We have one chance. What we do every day declares our destiny. Whom we choose to serve every day declares our destiny. Listen to me. You have to be more than just a churchgoer. You have to be more than just affiliated with religion or a preacher or an organization. The Bible says you must be born again. Born from above. You must accept Jesus Christ and his finished work. The Bible says when we do this, then the old man no longer is a part of us. He'll try to crop up every once in a while. But the Bible says he makes us new. He changes us from the inside out. The assurance of our salvation is the most important thing we have. The know-so. The Bible says to search out your own salvation with trembling and with fear. Verse 30, John 10. I and my Father are what? One. They claim to know him. This didn't set well. Once again, if they would have known the Father... And they would have known the son. They would have known the heir. See the likeness. See. The Bible says the express image of the father. I and the father are one. Matter of fact, Jesus himself was God. Verse 31. Then the Jews took up stones again. (laughs) Again. Not the first time. To stone him. Verse 32. And Jesus answered them. Many good works have I showed you from my father. For which of those works do you stone me? His healing. His casting out of unclean spirits. The raising of the dead. The opening of the blinded eyes. Are they going to stone him for that? How many times did he heal on the Sabbath? They weren't worried about the healing or rejoicing over the man or the woman that was being healed, but they were worried about their religious tradition. Stinking religion. (laughs) Sorry. Nothing worse. Nothing worse. He said, I've healed the sick, cast out demons, cleansed lepers, raised the dead, fed multitudes, and taught you the truth at all times without charge. Verse 33, the Jews answered him saying, for a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy, and because that thou being a man 
makest thyself God. Yeah, because he was God. And the fact is that, uh, that he wasn't the blasphemer. They were. Verse 34. The Jews answered him saying, I'm sorry, verse 34. And the Lord answered them, it is, it, is it not written in your law, I said, ye are gods? Okay, this comes come, come from the scripture, Psalms 82, where the, where the, word, the word gods here is used as a, uh, like magistrates, overseers, viceroys, what you want to call it, prophets anointed, those that uh, preach under the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay, not that they're God. It's a little g. Okay. There's one God, one Lord, and one baptism. Verse 35. If he called them gods unto whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken. There, there again. Talking about magistrates, prophets, uh, judges those that God used. They were representatives of God. So like today, we are representatives. All, 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 all Christians are representatives, but we're not God. Okay, we're not on his level by no means. Verse 36. Say ye of him whom the Father hath sanctified and sent into the world, Thou blasphemest, wow, because I said I am the Son of God. So he was, <laughs> he was even greater than what they imagined or believed in their prophecy. See, they, they. They certainly believed in the Messiah, but they just didn't believe that he was the Messiah. They believed in the suffering Messiah. They believed in a reigning Messiah. They believed that the Messiah would come in and kick out, kick all the, what, those that, those that held, held them captive, such as that particular time was the Romans. They believed that the Messiah would be an insurrectionist. But see, Jesus came to die just not for Israel, but for the entirety of the world. This had to be fulfilled. Had to be fulfilled. Verse, verse 37. If I, if, if I do not the works of my Father, believe me not. He says, judge on the on the basis of what you've seen. And that the fact that he done everything that was commanded by God. 38. But if I do, though ye believe not me, believe the works that ye may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. In other words, he's the one that carried out the mighty works of God, sent from God. And the fact is, they just didn't believe. 39. 
Therefore, they sought again to take him, but he escaped out of their hand. In other words, they, they, they want to arrest him. The word arrest means to stop, to stifle, to, to put away, to stop the influence. But they, they were not going to stop this. They were not going to stop him going to the cross. He was going to go at the appointed time, and he was going to allow himself to be taken. John ten eighteen, no man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have the power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my Father. Verse forty, John ten forty, and went away again beyond Jordan into the place where John had first baptized, and there he abode. This was about he had about three and a half months before his, before his crucifixion. Verse 41, and many, and many what resorted unto him and said, John did no miracle, but all these things that John spake of this man were true. <laughs> these are the ones that believe. They saw their, the blindfold was pulled away from their eyes, their heart become uncircumcised, and they believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. If you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you shall be saved. You have to believe he's the son of God. <clears throat> you have to believe he was crucified and you have to believe he was resurrected. You have to believe he ascended and you have to believe in like manner he's coming back. And you have to believe he's king of kings and lord of lords that there's none above him. This is our faith. Verse 42 And many believed on him there. Through all this, they believed. The witness that he was, they accepted and believed. Of course, we know for the most part, doesn't say anything about Nicodemus, whether he, he uh, you know, came out of the temple, came out of that, of that, that particular society. But I don't know. Probably did. <laughs> I mean, he he was taught the perspective of being born again, and just being in the presence of the Lord. I'm sure influenced his life, but it, but but it doesn't say what happened to him. So, like I said, about three and a half months, he's going to be crucified from this particular time, and he's going to lay down his life willingly. For the entirety of the world. And the animosity today continues against his name. He's very, very, very offensive to many. The word of God says that that the cross offends many, and to many it's foolishness. To the Greeks it's foolishness, to the Jews it's stumbling block. So next time we'll talk about Jesus healing Lazarus raising him from the dead. The word of God says, if you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that God Almighty raised him from the dead, make a conscious decision to turn to repent and go in a different direction and call upon the name of the Lord, you shall be saved and you shall be delivered. For with the heart a man believes unto salvation. 
and there's a change that takes place. The scientific term of metamorphosis. They change from the bad to the good. We become the righteousness of Christ, for by no means will our righteousness satisfy the wrath of a thrice holy God. That's what Jesus did at the cross, satisfy the wrath of God. We're not going to make it without him. He is the way. He is the truth. That what you're going through in your life, the pressure that you're up against, that this world seems to dish out on a daily basis and seems to be getting worse, the only antidote for that is knowing Jesus Christ as Lord of your life. That I might know him, Paul said, power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. Do you know Jesus Christ today? Precious Heavenly Father, only you can save. All good things come down from the Father of lights. We ask you right now in Jesus' name, you know every individual is going to listen to this broadcast. You know their spiritual state. You know where they're at. You know their need for salvation, their need for healing, their need for deliverance. You know us today. You read us, Father, better than, than what we could ever do. And you are touched with our infirmities, and you forever make intercession for us. We ask you today, Lord, to save souls, my God, heal bodies, deliver and set free. So many today, Lord, that need deliverance, all of us, Lord, in, in so many ways need set free. Lord, you said as we see these things come to pass, look up for our redemption draws nigh. We see a world, God, that's in total chaos. And, and, and Lord, we see, we see no uh, uh, antidote for this except you. You're the answer. And we know that things are going to evolve according to your prophecies, according to what you've written in this book, that every T will be crossed and every I will be dotted, and you're going to put a period at the end of every sentence. We know that everything is in you, and you're in total control. We thank you for that today. In Jesus' holy and righteous name we pray. Lord, you were, Lord, you healed us by your stripes, and you were chastised for our peace of mind and bruised for our iniquities. And we praise you and we give you honor. In Jesus' holy and righteous name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless till next time. Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me 